Welcome to Goodwin Law Unplugged, Florida real estate and more. This podcast features candid insight from real estate industry professionals from all sectors. Your host, attorney Matthew Goodwin, a native Floridian and experienced real estate attorney, will provide his personal insight on legal matters and feature other professionals offering their candid advice. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, seasoned investor, or experienced real estate agent, there is something for everyone. Thanks for joining us on Goodwin Law Unplugged. Welcome back, listeners and viewers. Charlie McDermott, co-host, producer of the show, here again with Matt Goodwin. Matt, what's happening? Hey, Charlie, how are you today? Doing terrific, doing terrific. As always, I mean, I'm excited to talk about this topic. Uh, And we we try to keep our episodes short for the quick drive in the car. And and today we're going to talk about something that uh, can really involve um, uh, in-depth conversations, very fact intensive inquiries, but it involves the brokerage relationship types in Florida. So there's three types of brokerage relationships. Uh, I'm going to talk about those or introduce those rather, and the duties associated with each, the duty from the agent to the customer or client, and then just offer some legal commentary and clarification. I like it. I, I didn't know there were three relationships. So as always, I'm taking notes, Matt. Go for good, it. Good, good. All right. So, you know, there's perpetual blind spots over confusing areas of law and how Florida's agency and non-agency relationship works. So in, in other states, uh, some of these relationships are unheard of and they're just used to exclusive or single agency. So I'm going to talk about how the duties increase from in the three relationship types in Florida, moving from no brokerage relationship to transaction broker to single agent. So no brokerage relationship. Here are the duties. Dealing honesty, honestly, and fairly. Number two, disclosing known facts that materially affect the value of the property. And that's for residential properties only. And number three, accounting for all funds. So you work with a real estate agent who's part of a brokerage. You have something that's signed or uh, that says, um, there's no brokerage relationship here. That agent still has to, that broker still has to deal honestly and fairly with you. They still have to disclose known facts that materially affect the value of a residential property. And they still have to account for all funds. Okay. And Matt, just for our listeners who aren't even aware of what a broker is, how would you define a broker? A broker is um, the professional entity represented by an individual that helps protect your interests, write up the sales contract um, or write up the listing agreement, market your property, show you properties. And usually you're dealing with a real estate agent or a realtor. Mm -hmm. And that realtor either is a broker or works for a brokerage. Okay. Okay. So they help you find properties, they help you sell properties, and they do a lot of other things. So hopefully that did it justice with a basic description (laughs) of a real estate broker. Super. So if you think of those three duties, when there's no brokerage relationship, Mm -hmm. 
it, it should give you some peace of mind, right? And um, now moving on to a transaction broker, we have those same duties, but then we add these, these four. Uh, one is that transaction broker is required to use skill, care, and diligence. Next, they're required to present all offers and counter offers. Third, they're required uh, required um, to keep things confidentiality, but it's a limited form of confidentiality. And finally, um, you can agree to additional duties if they're mutually agreed to uh, with that broker. So in Florida, transaction broker um, is the default and... If there's nothing in writing, this is the most common type of relationship you can expect to have working with a real estate agent and or broker when buying or selling real estate. So added peace of mind, right? So they have, still have to deal honestly and fairly. They still have to disclose those known facts materially affecting the value of a residential property. They still have to account for all funds. But in addition, they have to use skill, care, and diligence. They have to present all offers and counter offers. And that's a big one. There's really? limited confidentiality and um, you can have additional duties written into that agreement um, that's signed. And the key here is it, those ha that has to be in writing. So if there's nothing in writing, these are the minimum you can expect from working with a real estate agent and the ethics code that governs them and their behavior. So what jumps out at me, and, and it was an assumption that I always had, is that you would receive all offers, uh, but that's not the case in that, um, that initial relationship. Correct. Is that With what the no saying? brokerage relationship? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, um, I can tell you, and I thought you might've said something along these lines, but uh, there are many transaction brokers or agents that don't know the, that transaction broker is a default. And they don't know they can get in trouble for not presenting all offers. And that's where a lot of agents do get in trouble. And there's a lot of ethics um, cases opened up because of it. Um, mm. That th there's offers that are pocketed, right? Uh, one of the common scenarios where a transaction broker might pocket an offer is if they get an offer from a buyer's agent and then oh. they're expecting an offer from um somebody either on their team or somebody mm -hmm. that contacted them or that they met in an open house. So the commission is doubled. They, they stand to gain double the commission if they handle quote unquote, both sides of that transaction. Right. So we, we see a lot of ethics cases on that. I'm not on an ethics or grievance committee. I just know firsthand from speaking with people that this happens a lot wow. and um, it's really hard to prove. And, and you can no you can't you can't file an ethics claim anonymously, so it's sort of like a, um, it's a self governing mechanism, but it also is prevented in in all of those claims coming forward because nobody you get to confront your accuser and you don't want to be the tattletale in the neighborhood right or in the community or in the industry. It, yeah. So yeah. you walk a fine line when you file an ethics ethics claim against another agent, but. And, and it's very similar in law as well. Lawyers are required to report 
other lawyers for ethics violations. And you just don't see it as much because of the, the due process where you get to confront your accuser. So I don't want to get too off on a tangent. Yeah. Transaction yeah. broker, uh, most common form in Florida. I'm going to talk to you about single agency next and what additional duties come with. So all of those same duties apply, but there's three really big ones. So there, there's loyalty and confidentiality, strict confidentiality. There's obedience. And he's like, what does that mean? <laughs> and then shouldn't I be obedient in all that I do? I you would assume that. Yeah. And then finally, full disclosure. And you, you might also ask, what does that mean? Right. So if you are a uh, dealing with a no brokerage relationship, don't expect what you say to be held confidential. Confidential. Okay. Hmm. If you're dealing with a transaction broker, expect limited confidentiality. If you're dealing with a single agency, meaning that you signed a piece of paper and it says single agency defining a relationship, full disclosure is required, meaning that we can't hide anything. That agent's not allowed to hide anything. Somebody walked through the property and and said um, uh, something that is derogatory towards uh, the value of the home. I mean, there's a number of things out there. So I don't want to get too caught up in, in, in these yeah. scenarios, but there, the, these are the minimum legal duties. Hmm. And, and remember if transaction brokered is the default in Florida, then you need something in writing to identify anything else, such as no brokerage relationship or single agency. We get a lot of agents that relocate here from other States, many other States, I won't even name them because most other states, it's very common to have a single agency type relationship. And when they come here, like, what do you what do you mean you don't represent me only? Uh, especially these listing agents that will have um, a transaction brokerage relationship with a buyer who's otherwise unrepresented. And um, come to find out, you know, the agents play on both sides. Well, remember, they still have to use skill, care and diligence. They still have to to present all offers and counter offers. And this can be okay as long as uh, everybody understands where they stand in terms of the relationship, what's confidential, what's not, but it creates a disconnect. It almost creates um, in some cases a contention and there's an inherent conflict when an agent's doing both sides. I'm not saying it's not a good idea or it's, it's not done um, or you shouldn't do it or agree to it. But just know and understand the differences so you can do your due diligence on that property, depending on the relationship you have with the agent or brokerage you're working with. So, Matt, is there a question that you know consumer, consumers should ask buying or selling a home um, to figure out what kind of relationship you're entering into? Well, one of the most simplest questions would be, um, what duties do you owe to me? And that, I think, would open a dialogue to the options. If an agent says, well, I'm a transaction broker and here's what that means and here's what I'll have you sign. Well, then you know where you stand, but you always have the right as a, a, a buyer or seller to probe and say, well, can I can I have you as my exclusive agent? I, I want to make sure that you're only representing my interests. Some agents will agree to it. Some won't. And the, I think the ones that won't are so accustomed to um, operating under a transaction brokerage type relationship that 
they um, risk getting themselves or crossing, getting themselves in trouble or crossing ethical boundaries by doing anything else. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just understand that there's not full disclosure required, like in single agency, mm -hmm. and uh, there's not um, complete loyalty. There's still supposed to be honesty, care, diligence, um, yeah. fairness. But not, the, but not the obedience. But not the obedience. <laughs> right. <laughs> this, is, this is interesting. Uh, I, I, all new to me. I had no idea. So here's a question for you. Um, can a transaction broker provide loyalty and obedience? despite not being legally obligated to do so. Of course they can. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And 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 from a legal perspective, is there a distinct difference in and how a single agent versus a transaction broker treats the people that they're representing? Well, it's it's very rare, right? It when representing only one side in a transaction. Mm -hmm. But when you're representing both sides in the same transaction, that changes the dynamic. And sometimes unintentionally, most oftentimes unintentionally, we're, we're biased subconsciously a lot of times. We're not realizing it. That's why I think agents and the individuals buying and selling themselves need to really understand this stuff. Uh, I went to the Florida Realtors Convention uh, a couple weeks ago, and they uh, gave some of the top topics for, that call in on the legal hotline. This was, a, this was the main this was one of the main ones over the last several months, which shows that agents don't understand it. They're getting this license that gives them a lot of power, responsibility, mm -hmm. but they don't understand what their duties and obligations are to and how those can be um, um, changed and what it means um, to the public. So written disclosures are required only to form a single agency and no brokerage relationship. A transaction brokerage relationship is presumed. You don't even have to disclose it. And most uh, brokerages don't. Um, a signature is not even required. <laughs> you, you, you have to prove receipt that the disclosure was made. So if you're, if you're operating in a single agency and a no brokerage relationship, uh, you probably should have your customer or client sign that because um, otherwise you default to a transaction broker and we've already gone over some of the differences of what that could mean. Now, last thing I'll tell you about is there's a, uh, the, the hybrid is a single agency with a consent transitioning to a transaction broker. So this is a thing in Florida. Uh, they, let's say, uh, the listing agent, um, signs up with you as a single agent brokerage relationship. And they say, you know, this buyer comes along without an agent. And um, this is a good thing for the listing agent because there's more uh, financial gain in the transaction. Right. No problem. Right. But they have to disclose this transition. So they say, Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller, can you please sign this document that says I'm transitioning now to a transaction broker, which helps protect them and their brokerage. But unlike um, single agency and no bit, no brokerage relationship disclosures, prior written consent is required and a signature is required. So if you're transitioning after the fact from a single agency to a transaction brokerage, you must have a signed document that uh, proves it. And the consent 
uh, can be signed any time before the transition itself. And you could picture this in a situation where there's offers coming in and the listing agent has a quick decision to make, right? Um, do they not have them sign it or do they have them sign it? Well, I'd, I'd argue uh, to say that most of them don't have them sign anything because yeah. they don't know what it means and they don't want to um, create any false concern or question of the client that they may have been working months with to sell that property. And um, so is, is the client notified? I mean, how does that do both need to sign a document or no? So yeah. the, 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 this would be a pre-existing single agency relationship. Okay. And okay. Uh, I can't see this happening um, with a, a buyer's agent unless the, um, for, for, well, for other reasons. So I think it more likely to happen um, with a listing agent who's going to be representing both sides yeah. and wants to make sure they don't cross any ethical boundaries. Because if they're entertaining offers from an unrepresented buyer and they have a single agency already in, in writing with the seller, mm -hmm. then how are they going to be obedient hmm. and loyal to both people in a naturally adversarial relationship. Yeah. More importantly, how are they going to be confidential to yeah. one if it affects the other? So they'd be silly not to sign the or not to request signature. Mm. And there are some agents I've heard out there that won't work with um, a client that I think I mentioned this earlier that is demanding a single agency relationship because they know better or they don't know what they don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. So we talked about a lot today. I, I just want to kind of recap a little. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of um, increased duties with the type of agency you have with uh, your brokerage relationship in Florida. And uh, there's no brokerage relationship to transaction broker to single agency. Transaction broker is the default, doesn't require anything in writing. Uh, the two others do. The duties increase as you go from no brokerage relationship to transaction broker to single agency. And of course, you can have a hybrid where you transition from single agency to transaction broker. Well, I think we should end this episode before another version is created. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Matt. Great, great stuff. As always, very helpful uh, to your listeners and viewers. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, Charlie. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks for listening to Goodwin Law Unplugged. To learn more about Goodwin Law and to utilize our services, visit GoodwinEstateLaw.com or call 239-207-3403. Hablamos Espanol. To submit questions or be a guest on a future episode, Message us on our website or on social media by searching for Goodwin Law PA in Naples, Florida. This has been Goodwin Law Unplugged. Thanks again for joining us.